0: You are listening to the Crossing Anchor podcast in Detroit, Michigan. So glad to have you with us today. If this encourages you or helps, please share the word and bless others as well. Let's start with today's content. Hey, Crossing Anchor Church. My name is Andy Rozier, and I'm so glad to be joining you this weekend, sharing with you a message In fact, we've had a time of worship and I want to stay in a posture of worship and talk to you about worship this week. Uh, My friend Kyle Smith is with me and he's going to be playing along. I just love sometimes just in that moment of worship that just kind of like the sound of music is a language itself and just keeps our heart posture toward worship. Now I'm a worship pastor with a British accent might sound Australian to you but I live in Chicago I mean you're from California we're all over the place you know but today we're talking directly to you your church your ministry and I love that we're in this series about the house that God is building across an anchor so as a worship pastor I want to talk to you about worship now. When people ask me, Andy, what do you think about worship? I always answer, chocolate. Why? Because we are created as worshipping beings. And worship is not a switch that you get to turn on and off. And when I have had an emotional week, do you know what I go to? Chocolate. That is my confession to you. I eat an unruly amount of chocolate that I shouldn't eat because it makes me feel better. And I know I should turn to Jesus. I know that chocolate isn't a true north. But I just want to confess to you at the beginning that even as a worship pastor, don't believe for a second that worship leaders and worship pastors aren't trying to constantly re-navigate where we should point our worship too. Even the psalmist knows it himself, he says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He was trying to recalibrate himself all the time towards knowing that I can say I like chocolate because I've tasted it, and we have to be able to taste and see that God is good before we can worship Him truly. Worship is what we give our hearts to in exchange for the promise of life. Which is why it's so important that we know who we are worshipping and what worship is. Biblical worship is a correct response to a true revelation of who God says he is in His Word. So today, I want to encourage you with three things, Cross and Anchor, about one of my favorite worship chapters. It's John 4. And I want you to turn there, and if you have a Bible, I want you to open it, bring it up on your phone, whatever it is, just get in front of God's Word right now. Some of you may know this story well and there are some amazing messages coming in the next week or two about going to a well and I want to go to a well as well I just said that and in John 4 Jesus meets a woman at a well she's an anonymous woman we don't know her name but we know that she's a Samaritan woman In verses seven to 16, we find that Jesus blows apart the social boundaries by asking this Samaritan woman who culturally, he is a Jew, would have no dealings with for a drink of water. Jesus comments about living water, referring to being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now the woman doesn't understand who Jesus is or else she would know that he is greater than Jacob. And he, with gentleness and kindness and compassion, reveals his power to her by revealing what only she would know about her personal life. Her confusion, though, is used to highlight to us these next truths. So let's jump in at John 4, verse 16 to 20. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying you have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not even your husband. So what you have said is true. <laughs> now I love this. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. It's, it's like, <laughs> Kyle, pick a card. You know, and I tell you the card before you pick it, and then you're like, Andy, I perceive that you know card tricks. (laughs) Yes. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet, she says. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Now listen. Verse 21. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain Nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. We are learning right here in this very verse that we do not need a physical place, an altar or a mountain to worship God. But we are able to worship God in every place. Because the Holy Spirit now through Jesus Christ dwells within us. And therefore everyone, everywhere, who receives Christ as Lord will become the new temple where God's glory dwells. Now if we had grown up in Old Testament times, that would have been a whole different thing. As, as, as God followers, we ha- would have had to ascend out of the valley up to the, the, the temple gates and, and, and through into the temple grounds but still yet we wouldn't have been able to enter the Holy of Holies ever but through Jesus Christ friends the curtain was torn because Christ went to the destination of the cross on our behalf and ultimately for his glory and now we have full access to Jesus and the Holy Spirit because of what he's done in vertical worship which is our band back in Chicago. We are currently working on new songs for a new record that I hope will come out at some point later this year. And there's this one song, I didn't write it, but it just completely captivated me on this point. I would actually love to make a whole record just around this one song, but let me, I wanna read the lyrics to you. It says this, you don't need a building to meet with a heart. You're never too busy. You don't make it hard. You don't need a service to transform a life. Your arms are an altar, always open wide. But if you want a tent to start a revival, I'll prepare the way. I don't need a title. If you want a church, I'll be a cathedral. You be the glory, and I'll be the steeple. I'll become a temple so, and I'll spare no expense where you'll be exalted and we can be friends. And when people come, I would pray they'd encounter Jesus alone, the truest of treasures. When people come, no matter their story, I pray they'll be changed from glory to glory. Cross and Anchor Church, in the middle of this series right now the middle of this season right now God is not pivoting because you don't have a church building he is reminding you that you are the place where his Holy Spirit wants to dwell God has a plan and a mission for your church but the physical location is not at the top of the list The mission of your church is not about location, it's about missions. It's about sharing the good news to people. And you don't need a building to be able to do that. But if you've been anxious about the where the location of your church is, know that the true platform, the stage, the building becomes your heart where the presence of God is. And in this is where the Spirit is guided by the Holy Spirit and where the truth is revealed. That you will find Him and that you will grow with Him. So, the first thing in this chapter is that God gives us a location. And that location is you. The second thing is He now gives us a prescription. Have you ever been to a doctor where you've been given a prescription? I have. You have. You have. Now the funny thing about that is that I can never pronounce the medication that's given to me and I always completely trust that it will work or it will at least do some kind of work. Why? Because it wasn't given to me by a taxi driver or a a ticket collector at a movie theater. It was given to me by a physician and much bigger than the COVID pandemic that is raging across our planet right now is the pandemic of separation from God. But he has given us a prescription and Jesus is the great physician. It's like the woman at the well, people are walking in darkness apart from Christ And even many, like the Samaritan woman, are sitting in the seats of churches thinking that by going to church, they are fulfilling the prescription to worship. Let me just say that again. Sometimes we think that just by going to church is filling the prescription of worship. But Jesus said, you don't get to worship on this mountain anymore. The location doesn't matter. Now, let me give you the prescription. Verse 23 The hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Jesus is the only one who can be the remedy for the separation between God and his people. And the prescription to worship him is so simple. It doesn't have a medical name, but it is the only prescription to worship spirit and truth. So let me unpack that a little bit right now. Truth, this part is plain enough. The hour is coming and is now here. So he speaks of what will happen to him and this truth centers on his person and work and the one who himself is the truth. John 14 verse six. And the message about his saving accomplishments for us which is the word of truth which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is Colossians 1, verse 5. The truth is Jesus. Jesus is saying in this verse that the foundational elements to worship is that you must know who you are worshiping and in addition to that, essential is spirit. Truth is a good thing, people, because its understanding leads To relationship with him and relationship is the goal I want to be in a right relationship with Kyle (laughs) and and if I don't know Kyle then I cannot really grow a deepening and true relationship with him now more than that I want to be in a true relationship with my wife The first nine months that my wife and I were dating, uh, she lived in Hawaii, that was really nice for her. I was living in the UK, it was raining all the time. But we spent hours and hours on the phone talking. And you know what we did over those nine months? We built a relationship that was based on the understanding of who we are. I didn't need to be in the same place as she was but we built a relationship based on truth. Jesus is right where you are. And the word reveals the truth of who he is. And he wants you to open up that word and to read it and to feast on it so that you can worship him in truth. If we do not worship in truth, we worship a false god. Yet our worship cannot just be at the point of accuracy, but also must involve spirit. So let me talk about spirit. God is not made of physical matter, but is present everywhere, right? Hence, worship is not confined to one place. We talked about that. God's spirit ignites and energizes our spirit true worship comes only from our spirit being made alive and sensitive by the quickening of the Spirit of God we believe that the spirit also refers to here is the human spirit though God's Spirit is present and moving in our worship and in our spirit to engage us in worship to the Lord all truth worship is is what we would call Shoulders Up Worship. That's where it's all based on just logical. It feels like nothing's happening. But sometimes it's okay to say the word feel because it's our spirit engaged with God's spirit knowing that something much greater is happening in our time of worship, in our relationship with the Lord than just the knowledge or a truth relationship Matthew 22 verse 37 Jesus tells us that we are called to love God to ascribe worth to him with all your heart and with all your soul as well as all your mind so there's two parts to each of us physical and spiritual and the spirit is is the soul by worshiping with our mind like I said God's thoughts shape our thinking. When worshipping with our heart, our emotion, God wants us to feel something. And to worship with our soul, which is our will, God wants you to choose him, to lean in to who he is. It's saying it can't just be a head thing, but it has to be a whole spirit thing as well. When truth engages the whole human spirit, we are fully and sincerely connecting with God who looks upon the heart and is moved to engage with us. So let me recap. You don't need a location. You are the location. And spirit and truth is the only prescription to be able to worship Him. Lastly, I want to turn the focus towards the relationship between Jesus and the woman at the well here. And how this rolls up, how this lines up with our role today with Jesus. This is a part of the story that I actually didn't realize until recently. And I just kept reading through this passage. Verse 25 picks up here. It says, the woman said to him, i know that messiah is coming he who is called christ when he comes he will tell us all things jesus said to her i who you speak am he just then his disciples came back they marveled that he was talking to a woman But no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking to her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. One of the fascinating parts of this dynamic, which is happening right there, is that Jesus now becomes this woman's authority. Think of the place that you work right now. Think of your family structure. You are probably under authority. I wasn't raised in a Christian home, but ever since I was born, I was under authority. First it was my parents, then it was my school teacher, then it was the boss of my first paper route. (laughs) I worked in a food store, I did the day shift, I did the night shift, I worked in a pharmacy, a clothes store, for a gas and electricity company, for a charity, all before I moved to the USA and worked in a church. I have always been under authority. You have too. Maybe the weight of being under authority has been too much for you at some point, and you've needed to get out from underneath that. But I'm pretty sure at some point in your life, you are under some relationship under authority. Many people crave authority in the workplace until they have it and then they go through the crushing process of trying to have to navigate it. In my life, I have at times wrestled with authority that's over me, but I've learned that God puts people in positions of authority to accomplish his will and his purposes. But as I've sought the Lord and to become closer to him and submit to his authority, I have recognized that running alongside authority, <laughs> here it is, we meet the woman at the well, is a more beautiful gift that puts authority in the shade in our lives. And you and I have had it since we were born. It started with us, being, with, started with us crying out to be fed and has grown with us ever since doesn't behave in the same way as authority does in the hands of some people it's still able to be manipulated but in the hands of a Christ follower it carries the message and power of the Holy Spirit within you it is not your authority it is your influence see again in the scripture so the woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Here's the first thing I love about that scripture. She left her water jar. Do you know what that says to me? She ran. Because you cannot run with a water jar. Also, she wasn't thirsty anymore. She had come for a drink and she had met with Christ. And Christ the authority had now given her all the influence to run down that mountain into the town. This is a story about Christ the authority giving us the influence to share the good news one person in your life Jesus Christ has the authority to call you out of darkness into light and return he is also giving you the gift of influence to share that good news only through Jesus can we attain and receive eternal life and drink from living water so There is no location needed to tell everyone about Jesus, to worship Him. There is no other prescription than to worship Him in spirit and truth and to enter into a deep, fulfilling relationship with Him. Just simply open your Bible and ask the Spirit, Lord, come and fill me afresh today. That I would worship you in spirit and truth. That I would be an influence for you. Because Matthew 5 says this in verse 15. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Or do people light a lamp and put it on under a basket. But on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Seeing good works isn't about boasting in accomplishments. It's allowing Christ to be seen in you and allowing your influence to shine on all the people that you see. This chapter tells us that Jesus seeks those who worship him wherever they can, who worship him in spirit and truth, and Jesus seeks those who will take what they have been given and run with influence down into the town and be be as loud about it as they can. Tell everybody that you can about Jesus, especially in this Season When you are uprooted from a church building, you could be in one location in the next couple of months and a year from now be in a whole other location. Don't let that sidetrack you. Don't let a church that possibly has lights and a stage and warmth, set all of those things aside and instead know that you are a place where God's Holy Spirit dwells and you have a prescription for worship and you have the good news and that is the mission of Cross and Anchor Church right now to share the good news the woman at the well had no authority Yet through her newfound and gentle interaction with her Savior, she changed everything for the whole town of people that day. Down in verse 39 of this same chapter, it says, Many Samaritans from the town believed in Him because of the woman's testimony. Cross and anchor, this is your mission. It is not in a building. It is in spirit and truth and with great influence. Set aside your location, pick up your Bibles, and go make disciples of all people. Run towards them with the good news. Tell them about the one who has changed your life, that they too would come to worship him. And if you don't know Jesus today, and you've been listening to everything that I've been saying, or you're thinking about your hidden life, let's go to the well right now. Maybe today is the day that you need to accept that Jesus knows everything about you and has seen everything that you've ever done and is asking you into a relationship with him. Not an earthly relationship but an eternal relationship and you can accept him today as your saviour and trust me, when you do you will want to run And tell everybody about it. That will be the evidence of your relationship. It will completely change your life. Maybe you have been following Christ for a number of years, but you have never felt the boldness to go and share the good news. We're going to pray right now also that God would give you a supernatural sense of courage and boldness, that he would put people in front of you, that you can tell your story to. There's no magic spell. There's no perfect prayer. You are the light of the world. And God does not want to hide you. He is so proud of you. He loves you. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the people, the brothers and sisters of Cross and Anchor Church. You see them in their homes, sitting in front of phones, laptops, TV screens right now. You don't see a church divided because there's no physical building. You see a church gathered. Gathered under the banner of Jesus Christ. Set into the heart of the city of Detroit. To bring light to the people of this city. Father, I pray for those who don't know you, who want to accept you today, sitting at the well as Savior. Lord, we say yes. Yes to following you. Yes to eternal life. Yes to making you Lord and Savior and authority in our lives. We pray for people with a desire to want to tell the good news, but they Have often struggled with the boldness to do so. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would meet them where they're at, that you would put people in their way, that you would be the whispering voice in their ear, Lord, that tells them, Tell them about me, tell them about what I've done. And Father, overall, we pray that the people of this church. as they gather in their homes right now and at some point gather together again, we'll not just have a room full of people, but a room full of empty chairs that over this next year will be filled with new believers, new people who have come to salvation in Christ. That is the mission of this church. We pray, let it be so. Let it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Cross and Anchor podcast from Detroit, Michigan. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and share this with others. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. And let's live our lives on purpose this week.